0: It's episode 16 of the All Things Techie Podcast. And this episode, I'm joined by Ben Taylor. Hope you enjoy. The All Things Techie Podcast is a product of the Extreme Media Network. For advertising and sponsorship opportunities, please visit www.extrememedia.ie. That's X T R E M E. Media.ie. Thanks a million for joining us on another episode of the All Things Techie podcast. And we have been doing a series, which is how people have got into the world of audiovisual. And we, like we even said to Mark, I think Mark Coxon's story is the best one that he used to, he studied fashionably. And
1: so can
0: you beat that? How did you get into the world of audiovisual?
1: I'm probably a fairly Quite a common path into EV, and in that um, a somewhat rudderless, directionless ship. Um, <laughs> t- going back to school. So, so this this year is my twentieth anniversary working in EV. Wow! Well, uh, congratulations. So that's that's literally half my life. You've uh, seen it all, then. um it... I've I've seen a fair chunk. Uh, so when I was at school, I was I wasn't a daft laddie, but I wasn't perhaps as uh, as good at applying myself as I should have been. Um I, I, did, learn I did learn to play electric guitar um in, in lieu of homework and that kind of thing. But um yeah. so so stayed to school till sixth year and then um left school, bummed around for about two, three months. Um mum and dad kind of came back from holiday saying, Oh, we've met the recruitment manager for a large DIY chain. Um <laughs> so go down there and get yourself a job. So I did. And I worked for, for B and Q for a couple of years until I was nineteen. Um, I'd always been into playing in bands and that kind of thing, and you know, doing some very, very basic uh, mixing and you know, playing the lights and stuff like that through school. Um, so you kind of think, oh yeah, yeah, I must this is this is really cool. Um, and then my dad, let me see, I was nineteen. My dad was uh, on the property committee for his church, and there was he was overseeing getting a new PA system installed. Um, so a, a local Edinburgh company called Northern Lights, which I, few folk i have heard of i'm sure because uh, they were quite a quite a big company in their day um one of their project engineers was leading that one so my dad asked them do you have any jobs going for a guy who's wasting his life working for b and q so i got a name to write away to i uh, wrote off and didn't hear back for about six months and eventually they, they were at a point of whether recruiting technicians um so I went down for an interview and a little soldering test, and and then that was me. So that was round about uh, I think April or May time, ninety nine.
0: Wow. Uh, okay.
1: Um, and so that was me for the s- best part of six years at Northern Light. Um, so started off as a install tech, basically learning on the job. Um, so I spent many a many a long day and night in a dusty building site soldering cables and. Well, uh, you know. Joe Way
0: uh, actually has had some comments where, you know, when you get the intern into the job, were there any pranks played on you during your internship? Oh,
1: whether I was gone, I'd sent for a long stand or a uh, or tartan painter.
0: Or, or even sorting out the cables in Len. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't recall, but I'm sure there were something. Um, you know, typ- typical on-site shenanigans with you know a bunch of electricians and uh, oh yeah, yeah. And all the rest of it, so.
0: I, I I won't name who who was involved, but a colleague of mine. Okay, actually no, I will name him. He's the co-host, uh, <laughs> the and uh, you can't join us today. But uh, Simon, Simon and myself, I remember when we were working on the job site and uh, we were soldering away at something, and then one looks at the other and like, "Did you inform health and safety in that in case we set off the fire alarms?" and <laughs> We literally looked at each other and started blowing on the
1: the soldering gun with all the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, permits experiments and all that. Yeah, I've, uh, well, I, I don't think of in the six years or so I was doing install stuff. I don't think I ever set a fire alarm off to my to my knowledge or to my memory. But I'm not saying it can't have happened, but uh, not that yeah. not that I remember. But um, hey, so, so Northern Light was quite a good company in, in that there was a lot of Millennium money floating about back then so some pretty big projects um so it was it was a good company to work for and that you were kind of exposed to the various different disciplines within you know not just av but you know professional lighting sound rigging automation you know hoist controls Mm. you name it um so it was a good kind of learning ground um yeah and then 2005 rolled around and being away from home a lot was you know kind of take not taking its toll on a relationship as such but you know i think some people it comes easy and other people you have to really work at things when you're away for three weeks and then home for a weekend and then away for three weeks again and all that yeah um, so i got myself a job locally at the royal college of surgeons of edinburgh um as their first ever ev ev technician was the job title
0: um, so you were in house now at this. Time.
1: i was in house yeah um so that was a, that was an awakening as well um they they were in 2005 they were 500 that was their 500th anniversary their quincentenary year so they'd done a lot of investment into facilities and stuff um and then thought they should really have someone that has a, a half an idea of what they were doing with the place to to look after it and for some reason chose me <laughs> yeah and and how many years did you did you stay
0: with the RCSI?
1: Uh uh rcs ed i i was there for 12 and a half years uh so it was the first stint um yeah, originally part of the the property and facilities department, and then after about two two and a half years, I think I rallied to get moved into IT because it was you know even back then I could see that the two were getting further and further converging and you know inextricably linked. Um, yeah, and that was that was a good a good place to work. Um, as time went on, it became more and more commercial. The, the events that we we did, you know, when I when I first started the 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 events calendar was was outlook um and then when i when i left we had a a, a 77 bedroom hotel that was being expanded to almost double in size um 20 old, 20 old different meeting spaces and loads and loads of commercial business you know um, all manner of different things as well as the internal sort of surgical meetings and um, skills labs and all that kind of stuff to look after i remember i mean sat through so many different conferences and stuff you know and various i mean a lot of it was medical even the commercial stuff was all of uh, like pharmaceutical companies or you know um annual meetings for different uh surgical specialties and stuff like that so i I wish i'd kept kept how many C- cpd points i would have earned over those 12 and a half years because yeah <laughs> i'd have probably been qualified in something <laughs> you
0: know like th- like this is it like uh, you you start learning all the medical acronyms and then you, you know you you're in a pub or having a coffee with with a mate and go i actually I actually know this i'm not a doctor but i actually know that the
1: literally happened to me yesterday um going out for a coffee with my wife and uh, a friend of ours who also works at the college and uh she was just talking about how her mum has got um oh forget what it is now uh oh copd and i was okay. like that's chronic obstructive pulmonary disorder isn't it <laughs> <laughs> 'Cause I'm sure I've seen it on a PowerPoint slide <laughs> at some point several times.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 your wife was just looking at you going, How do you actually know <laughs> why why? <laughs> why, do well, you know? <laughs> why do you know this stuff? So moving on from the RCS, why, where where so, did you end up next?
1: So um yeah, so November twenty seventeen, um I moved to be the AV and learning spaces manager at Edinburgh Napier University, which is where I currently am.
0: Yeah, so that's that's a bit a bit of a jump into. Well, you were in sort of education, entertainment, but you're going into more depth of higher education.
1: Yeah, yeah. So obviously, the the college was very kind of specialist postgraduate stuff. Um, I'd been a been a member of LTSMG for a number of years. Um, I think the Edinburgh conference was the first one I went to, and I've been to most since then for the for quite a few years. So I'd always kind of seen it, seen the university perspective um, at that type of that type of thing, and you know got to know some some good pals through that um so yeah i'd always i'd always seen moving to a university as kind of one of my i, I guess uh, aspirations mm-hmm. um having never actually you'll notice i've never actually been a student left school started working um so my move to napier was uh an eye-opener i big a more of an eye-opener than i'd even anticipated because just the, everything that goes along with being a student throughout the whole student year um i had to learn that as well as you know the the team and the the, the you know the intricacies of the role and how things have been and how think you know organization reviews and everything how things have changed and moved apart and come back together again and mm-hmm. i've been i've been quite lucky in that have managed to get a reasonable bit of investment for refreshing classrooms and stuff like that in lecture theaters it's desperately need and done i, I guess that's the reason that i've been brought into napier is because they they knew that they they hadn't invested for a number of years, and and they needed to do that,
0: and and, and come up to speed. And um, now, are you working with, as part of a team, or are you leading up a team?
1: I'm leading a team, so I've got um I've got team in nine, um we've got three campuses, three main campuses in Edinburgh, um so I've got an equal split three on each campus, um but we're. Uh, we're the oper- operational side, the customer facing side for a lot of the services within information services. So, you know, we're not just an AV team. We're not a dedicated AV team. We're, um, you know, we have the AV responsibility for classrooms and uh, lecture theatres and social spaces, digital signage, that kind of thing. The traditional AV side of things, but we're also um, desktop PC technicians um, setting up IP phones across the entire university. So, staff offices, you know, you name it um so it's a very busy very busy team um
0: I, I have to now that you've brought it up with all your it end of teams and and the actual college we ha- i have to ask some college questions at this stage or university questions are you on microsoft or a google campus
1: we are a microsoft campus yeah we're office 365 so okay. um currently still skype for business but teams is gradually starting to to roll out depending on who you are um, yeah but yeah, we're uh, how are you finding teams now? The, the,
0: because, uh, like in UCD, we have both Google and Microsoft. Now, personally, I just love like our all our emails are on Google. But uh, I am, like I use the Office three six five for Word and PowerPoint and whatnot. Yeah. But as for someone wanting to, a lecturer wanting to do a simple meeting, I just say Hangouts all the way. Yeah is because it's it's a url a click it works <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: well we're we're start skype for businesses is, is still our current um promoted service for that um mm. we are we will be moving to teams and as i said depending on who you are some people have access to it i i, I don't have much experience of playing with teams yet um yeah. bits and pieces but uh skype for business i find you know, it's it, it does what it needs to do. I know we're, we're using Jim just now, and I would prefer to have access to Zoom, to be honest. But
0: You get tutors that have three or four different Skype accounts, and then you just realize that they're trying to contact someone with, with Skype for Business, or yep. and it just doesn't work. Yep. <laughs> yeah, welcome to my life. Yes, very familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, have you any interesting projects going on in, in Edinburgh during the summer?
1: Not, nothing, nothing groundbreaking, nothing particularly interesting, Um, really just, uh, so in in the last, last few months, uh, we were were too late to the party, well, we weren't too late to the party, but we were. we talked about the pace of things happening, Um, finance,
0: (laughs) (laughs) didn't really, didn't really help
1: with that last year, so that we, we kind of got to the end of summer, and then got the a, a chunk of money to spend on um classroom and lecture theater refurbishments so mm-hmm. trying to do that through them um, trimester one and two was interesting um we got five big lecture theaters done between sort of november and january um and then 15 classrooms done sort of early january into february um that's basically We've got a really good integrator that we work with a lot um up in Scotland and they are happy to do like an overnight classroom install. So we hand it over to them as soon as we can in the afternoon, but sometimes five o'clock when, when class is finish, and then they will turn that around ready for teaching the following morning. Super. So yeah. it's it it was it was challenging to start with when we were first the first round of classrooms we did. Um that was when we were kind of learning exactly what had had to be done and, and initially their appreciation of ready to teach was not quite aligned with <laughs> my anticipating my uh interpretation of ready to teach yeah no, you know,
0: oh, so, so the screen comes on and the computer comes on okay it's ready it? yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah the computer was still bolted into the previous teaching desk not in the new one and okay. the yeah. And so yeah it was it was problematic and i'd, I'd had to I was off sick, unfortunately, in January. I had the lurgy that went around everybody um, oh. back then. So right at, right at the time when I kind of needed to be there, I was in my bed at home for the best part of a week, which was horrendous. Oh. Um, so as as we did the five classrooms at the first campus, and then we did a second and the third campus, five classrooms on each. By the time they were doing the third campus, it was a very well-oiled machine. And it, and it was straight in there, you know, four or five o'clock in the afternoon. And then I think the guys were done by four o'clock in the morning or thereabouts and then they were away and it was and it was all good to go because you're very much standardized so once you've done one you just rinse and repeat Mm -hmm. Uh, when when i started on a single campus i think i counted five different control system vendors with crestron kramer extron amx procon (laughs) sy i think was in there somewhere as well so you know
0: so now being able to control Edinburgh, um, what 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 system have you put in? You- so I'm I'm
1: an I'm an Extron guy, um, unashamedly. I when I was at the College of Surgeons, we we had AMX initially. Um, that it, it was okay. It fell over every now and then, and lithium batteries had to be replaced because they swelled up and all the rest of it. Um, and the the frustrating thing was, is you know. The traditional programmer having to get someone in and pay them a whole heap of money to make a small change on an on an AMX. Yeah,
0: this list. is why I keep on saying, on the university level, this is why people go down the extra route because yeah. they yeah. do not want to pay the the programmer to come in and
1: do all. Yeah, absolutely. Things. I mean, I, I I went on the AMX programmer one, programmer two courses uh, way back when, mm-hmm. um, and and the the idea being that I could take a an existing configuration program and make some changes if i ever wanted to but you know the reality was i'm not a programmer no mm-hmm. no I, I programmer one was okay i managed to get through that and everything programmer two was a bit more challenging um but then i just wasn't doing it frequently enough to to really get my head into it and, and you know maintain currency essentially mm-hmm. um so after a while and the amx stuff was getting a bit flaky and it shouldn't have been um i took a decision just to say right you know, Xtron and brought the touch link stuff out and you could configure it rather than program it. And I was like, nah, that's that's definitely the direction to move So yeah. so I did that over over the period of probably three or four years. Got rid of all the AMX and moved it all over to Xtron stuff. And
0: And we, I've heard that Crestron are going to go down that route a bit more. And um, have a layer where you don't need the programming knowledge to, mm-hmm. to, to go into you know. and um, now you, you mentioned earlier and I'm just gonna Go Back to it, you say, Oh, well, I, I didn't do any further education or whatever, but you do have your CTS,
1: yes, yeah. So, I did my CTS, so that's something I looked at CTS for quite a number of years. Um, because I've always conscious, I guess, you know, personally, without having you know, I've got a couple of hires that's that's as educated as I am officially, you know, without having gone to college or gone to uni. I was always kind of looking out for you know professional certifications and stuff like that um and i i remember looking at cts um with one of my colleagues at the college probably six years ago and went through the test paper and everything and went really uh, it's you know the the initial th- the initial thing was i was very very americanized um so the terminology heard was heard different
0: Same being said before in fact i've <laughs> said that yes it is yeah so and and you
1: know looking at the obviously it's multiple choice and so looking at the answers and it was like that's ah, really kind of ambiguous and you know it could be that I and mean, it could be that and obviously now I know that that's intentional mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I never I never really progressed with it and then when I started at Napier um, obviously we are members of SCOMS I was never member of SCOMS before mm-hmm. um, and then there's the opportunity to do CTS uh, as a one-stop shop down at Loughborough University yes um, with a, a subsidized rate of £500 I think it was or something um so jumped at the chance for that not a problem um and went through the class that was chuck espinoza that was uh teaching that class you know oh, so right. a really good experience right. you yeah, know exceptional um and a good laugh you know a lot of other folk that i kind of know from um the SCOMS conference and from from ltsmg in years gone by so it's you know it's a bad bunch of mates basically um and good fun so yeah i did, did the course we were supposed to sit the exam at the end of the th- i think it was three days um, but unfortunately, the authentication server from Pearson Vue was lost with a um, a yeah, damage right. somewhere. Yeah, um, I the well, well, Yeah. Despite their best efforts, it wasn't able to. They weren't able to sort that out. So I had to fly back down to Loughborough the following week on the Friday to, literally, <laughs> sit a TTS exam, and then fly home again. So. You only
0: received your CTS only recently, then, if that's the case.
1: Yes, yeah, so I did it. Uh, was it June June last year? I think it was a really really good course it was it was more for me just kind of formulizing a lot of knowledge that i had anyway um so when i went in for the exam you know back the following week obviously it's an exam you're a wee bit nervous and everything but actually i found it much easier than i expected and i kind of breezed through it and got quite a high pass mark so a super happy day i was like 45 minutes i think i was in there and then was back out again so
0: how do you find the av mats in the
1: Um. Can I remember it uh, <laughs> no i no i mean it, it's i don't think it was it was too bad you know maths was never one of my strong points but um you know looking at it logically and you know remembering your, your you know different the 10 log and 20 log for different power equations and stuff like that and you know the inverse square laws and all that yeah. kind of stuff i mean that that's all stuff that you as an ev person that's been in the industry for a while it's kind of stuff you're familiar yeah, with yeah, for the right. most part yeah. and as i say it's just you know putting the the specifics to to what you think you know i guess
0: now would you now being in a manager in, in charge of the university now would you try and push your team towards getting cts
1: Abso- absolutely yeah yeah that's definitely something that um i've been considering and, and i'm thinking about um there's a couple of my team have actually had the the opportunity and have done cts before um must be about four years ago because it had lapsed and they had very, uh, or no, renewal units to speak for, to actually uh, look at recertification. Um, so that's, I think that's it's something. so important I, you know, that like,
0: once you have it, do not let it lapse. Well, that's,
1: that's it. I mean, that's it's one of the things I'm, I'm you know, look, my team members that have done that, you know, getting them to recertify and then, you know, when, when you look at it, you need 30 RUs over a three year period, so 10 a year, that is really easy to achieve.
0: Well even even when you say a webinar like with the yeah. it a couple of years. yeah at least one year or you per per webinar you can you can easily wrap them up. Now you you mentioned SCOMS and you mentioned that you've been with LTSMG for years and years. Um, yeah. I, I can't show favoritism to SCOMS or LTSMG. <laughs> I, I I try not to. You know, even though I've I've been on panel discussions with LTSMG and I like the yeah. guys. But do you find a difference between SCOMS and the LTSMG? Well
1: I, I th- yeah, I think there's an inevitably a difference. Um, I've only been to the one SCOMS conference, the one in New York. I wasn't able to go to Bournemouth this year, unfortunately, because I'd already got holidays booked and it clashed with that. So um, I, I guess ov- overall, you'd f- I would say SCOMS is a little bit more kind of strategic. It's maybe slightly broader um, in the you know, sort of different learning technologies and stuff.
0: Give me a day in the life then of your job then in Edinburgh. Like, would it be more IT related? Um,
1: it's, it's it's a mixture of stuff. Obviously, as a as a manager for nine, there's a fair amount of the, the HR side of things. Um, you know, just holiday requests and trying to coordinate things in that respect. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to be the EV the design focused quite a lot. Um, there's not really that kind of in depth av experience to within the within the rest of the team um to, to you know to to really kind of uh lead that av design side of things which I, I guess is why you have five different control vendors <laughs> in a single campus um right. so yeah a fair, a fair chunk of my time is spent because there's there's always another uh, little project or big project that's coming up um with information services have been quite quite good and kind of broadened the outreach and, and kind of offered our services for uh, certainly within the av design side of things so that if a, if one of the schools has got a certain project coming up um we're very they're very much encouraged to come and speak to us and, and bring me in um to sort of have that conversation around the av design and stuff and i guess you know we've, we've had our school of computing did a um cyber academy had a, an install a nice little um two by three video wall with extra on matrix switching and stuff like that as a kind of a cyber security situation room which is pretty cool and um, they did a games lab and stuff which i was involved with recently i've had them we've got a creative informatics space which is um, sort of in, in progress and lots of little small installs for the senior leadership team university leadership team offices and stuff so that they've got good quality screens and cameras and stuff like that so they can jump on skype calls um I mean. in a in a small group within their own offices and stuff like that so lots of, lots of bits and pieces like that um i guess planning for, planning for summer you know we've, we've had obviously clearing and stuff with you know the, the annual re-imaging we've got the final push to try and get rid of windows 7 and move everything onto windows 10 which is going to be challenging over the next few months to get that done by the end of the year essentially
0: yeah that, 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 well Luckily enough, we have loaner laptops that I look after that I just decided, look, you know, if there's Windows 7 and I can't upgrade it because of the processor, we're getting new laptops. So I was able to, yeah. to push that in of to, to things too.
1: Yeah, well, we, the university centralized purchasing of IT equipment um, into into information services from procurement at um, mm-hmm. the start of the year. Uh, so we've now got, we now have a budget for the university for all staff machines. Um,
0: now you um, mentioned there that you you like the design aspect. Would you ever see yourself going down the CTSD route?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Um, I de- I definitely fancy doing that at some point when I've got time to breathe and think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, it's it's something I when I came away from CTS, um, that was one of, one of my first considerations as well. Actually, I found that kind of a lot easier than I thought it would be you know and I you know sat through the obviously the, the training class and you know Chuck makes it as engaging as absolutely possible um, mm. and so you really take things in but then after the exam I kind of thought so what's next then you know that 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 was not too difficult so you know CTSD is a total different step above I think but yeah no I've, I've
0: been told out of the three that CTSD is the hardest now I've got the three books and then I look oh open up CTSI It's like, oh wait Okay, yeah, <laughs> maybe I'll go for the
1: I before the D. <laughs> well, I think the, 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 the D would certainly be a bit more appropriate for, for what I do, you know, because, you know, I'm, I'm not on the tools anymore. I, I try and keep my hand in with the soldering iron and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But as I say, we've got a good relationship with a, a particular integrator that we use for the vast majority of all of our work. So um, rely on them. And it's, you know, like any integrator, you need to. Keep your eye on them, and you know, make sure they're doing what they should be doing. And um, I guess the CTSI would you know, possibly be useful in 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 that part. But I think CTSD would be um, definitely the the next step. So
0: now you mentioned earlier on about your son's fifth birthday and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, uh, Now I've I've turned these quick fire questions before to other guests on the show and um, Father's Day. What would would you want a tech toy, and what would it be if unlimited budget?
1: Unlimited budget, oh crikey, a tech toy, a pretty awesome drone. I like a drone. Yeah, Uh, have you any at the moment? I've got a few. Yeah, Um, (laughs) I I I have previously held my commercial permissions um, from the CEA. Wow, Um, that was something that I. When I was working at the college, you know, it was a job I'd been in for a long time and I knew the place inside out, I knew the job inside out, you know, you know what floorboard creaks and you know which side of a door you can get a, fit a cable under and stuff, you know, intimate knowledge of the place. Um, so I had the brain space to, to do something a bit of something a wee bit different. So um, I, I thought, you know, obviously drones are the next big thing. This was probably three years ago or so, started thinking about this. Um, so yeah, yeah I just invested a bit of money and bought some drones and did my all the training stuff and you know the practical tests and all the rest of it and got my permissions and then kind of did nothing with it. <laughs> um, so you have you have the
0: drones that are sort of sitting in the corner.
1: Yeah, I did I, I did one commercial job, um, having spent all the money, um, but I, I think that my my justification for that was right at the point where I dashed my permissions had come through. I think literally the month after that was when I got. Uh, asked if i'd like to apply for the job at edinburgh napier um and you know decided to follow that up it was a good opportunity i'd I'd always as i said earlier i'd always fancied doing the the university thing um so here here was a chance here's an opportunity so the drone stuff just went to the side (laughs) (laughs) i didn't didn't have the brain space to to you know really dive into the new job and continue trying to find clients and do you know stuff outside of outside of a full-time job you know so so, the, so the drones that are your personal toy at the moment, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and but, do you
0: take them out flying with your son or anything
1: like that? I have done, but I haven't done. I I've not done that for a good while now. So, um, I should probably sell a couple, to be honest. Um, but I, the, you know, the technology and that side of things has come on a hell of a lot since I've been playing with them. So, I think uh, the latest and greatest drone would be a pretty cool toy to have. Now,
0: I, I, I think we've established that you are a tech geek, and. Um, you, you mentioned earlier about your son wanting a tablet for birthday. Um, well, is this a good or bad thing as a parent? Uh, it says, the guy that has a two-year-old, and trying to keep him away from the TV, you know, yeah. and then I spent the past hour watching Fireman Sam on a 58-inch screen. <laughs> <and> like, Welcome
1: to <laughs> my life now. But, yeah, yeah. Um, he didn't actually ask for one, to be honest. Okay. Um, he's... You, know, you wanted your fifty-eight inch screen back. <laughs> <laughs> I've only got a forty-two inch. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to to be honest, the the tech side of things at home is not that prevalent for me. I guess uh, you know I do it day in day out at work, so when I come home, I don't particularly want to mess about with with tech all the time. I mean, okay, so it's just me then. <laughs> I need no, to, I just you know, My 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 TV is an LG that I bought about eight years ago. Uh, nice. You know. 1080p does, does the job for me, and you know, I've, I've got a PlayStation 3 that I use iPlayer and Netflix on and stuff like that, and then we've got a couple of Fire TV sticks, so... um so that, Do you know what, it's,
0: it's sad, Ben, that we get to an age where we go, I love to get a PS4, but I just know, know that I do not have time to play this
1: PS4. Exactly, it, you know? I, used to, I used to enjoy a I was never a massive gamer, but, you know, I used to, you know, Gran Turismo, I like my, my motorsports and stuff. Gran so.
0: Turismo or FIFA so, or something, you yeah, know. Gran
1: Turismo from one up to six, well into it. And then I've not I've not even pl- played a game on that damn thing for well over a year, I would say. Um, yeah. You've answered the question about Extron
0: versus Crestron, on which you and <laughs> um, So I'm going to throw the next one at you is AV mishaps. Because you have been in the role for 20-plus years now, you have to name one mishap that you you have to say that oh, well, make you sweat.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, the, I re- I remember I was working in Kuwait once at Kuwait University, and <laughs> it was it was a I was with Northern Light at the time. Um, the client was in the room. Uh, I was in the control room of a big auditorium, and I was in the back of a, a half rack um, with a big panasonic ag7350 vhs svhs player and it had a straight iec a mains cable coming out of it and they couldn't get the back of the rack on so i had to change it for a right angled one so i pulled it out of the back of the kit I see this yes, yes yes <laughs> that is still live. <laughs> my brain did not compute that chomp with the pliers and i still have the pliers with a big um hole in them um that made a big bang and uh Mm-hmm. i'm terribly impressed so yeah there's been mishaps uh, i'm trying to think on the on the commercial side of things i've always managed to get away with things by the skin of my teeth by and large um, and yeah. somehow have been quite lucky i don't remember there must have been stuff i've, I've had you know put in. A, what, what's the common call from the faculty then Oof. <laughs> also, I didn't I mean, miss. There's, there's so many so many things you know where things just don't work when they should you know Newest uh, laser projectors that go into some sort of sleep mode and shut down their T port, so you can't switch them back on because you're using it for control as well, mm-hmm. and uh, th- and they need a firmware update just to resolve that. But they don't want to give us the firmware update, which is really handy. Um, so, I'm uh, not.
0: Has has most of your camp that's gone A/V over I.T. or
1: IP or? Um, no, not not yet. I mean, we're, um, we will be installing GVE, um, from Extron sometime fairly soon. Um, we've got about seventy or so Kramer Vias um, of different flavours. Um, we've got the VSM server for that. We've I started putting in uh, extra on streaming media processors into the big theatres um, purely because, uh, un- unusually for universities, we are purely single projection and the vast majority of our spaces. We don't really have any kind of matrix, um side-by-side projection. Okay. Um, so when we're using it for overflow, um, being able to composite the two, two inputs, basically, for camera and content, and mm-hmm. stick that as a single web feed to show and show on a single projector in, a, in an overflow space um, was the thinking behind that. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not really doing anything AV over IP yet. Um, Properly, think, but think I think we will. In the, we will in the future, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, no, it,
0: it's a, it's a, it's an area where people go, "Wow, we have to catch up," and then you just go. Uh, I, I hear it's very problematic in in different places.
1: Yeah, I think uh, if you're doing a new build campus or something like that, you know, as as other universities have done, you've got an opportunity to really kind of say, "Right, ground up. What are we going to do here?" And if you're doing that, you know, within the last sort of two three years, you've you've definitely got an opportunity. Yeah. When, when you're retrofitting it into existing spaces, y- you know we're not ripping an entire campus to bits and, and redoing it. So, um, I've got, I've got ideas. I've got some some concepts, and I was chatting with our rep from Extron about them just recently. Um, we've got I
0: have some really nice kit coming out.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I went out to to see them at ISE um flew it on the monday and then went to see them because they were doing their demo of the new nab stuff
0: you brought up a great topic there and i forgot to ask that question ise uh, i guessing you attend a lot of ises I, t-
1: I try to i try to go every year yeah um, have, you really, been,
0: have you attended infocom
1: i've never been to infocom nope i would okay. like to go one day
0: but. yeah one of these days as well with myself you know so but I like, do you find that when people find out that you're just working in a higher ed capacity they treat you different to the private sector
1: I, I don't i don't know because i mean I've, I've been in i guess higher ed or you know specialist postgraduate education for you know 14 years um i was never at ise or anything like that as a as a technician for Nor- when i was with northern light um right. up to 2005 so i don't really have the kind of the, the context there um so i i, I honestly i don't know um I think they, they do, I think the, the relationships that we in higher education can have with the manufacturers is really, really important. Um, and it, it's interesting to see how the company, different companies vary and how they engage with, you know, they, they classify us as end user, but I'm kind of, I don't feel myself as an end user. I,
0: this is it. they it's like. I, I've, been users, you know? I've been at ISE where they're that that like so. Describe your role, and I'm like, well, I'm not an integrator, but I'm not an end user either. I'm looking after like the jack of all. <laughs> yeah, it's,
1: I'm in in-house consultant almost. You know, something like that. You know, that's Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of what they are. Yeah, you
0: know. uh, individual consultant Yeah, for the actual school between the, yeah. all the stakeholders that's in there. You know, and. Um, if you were, finally, Ben, and thanks for all this, but if you were to, someone was to say that they wanted to enter the world of audiovisual, where would you direct them?
1: Oh, good one. I'd, I'd say go to an integrator. As I say, that, that was that my, my upbringing into the industry was, was in a good size integrator. And I think the opportunity for, for you to see lots of different aspects of the industry um, from a technology perspective uh is is a is a pretty good chance and you know to, to deal you know you'll be dealing with clients and that kind of thing you know so you get that relationship building and stuff with different clients and you know return custom and stuff like that um i think i mean it it i think it stood me in fairly good stead so i would i would suggest that's not a bad shout for someone else that said i am recruiting into my team just now so if anyone fancies uh uh, I did actually a, do that. A learning based technician post
0: there. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I was looking what at that going, going do, you to, do you want to go to Edinburgh? Hmm. You know, it's been absolutely, do you know what, it's been absolutely years since I've been in, in Edinburgh. I think I was about 12 years of age when I was in Edinburgh. That's going back a, over 25 years ago, you know. Do you know what? I was actually in Edinburgh for the opening of Scottish Parliament. That shows how oh, long wow.
1: I was. Wow. Oh.
0: 1999 or so yeah something like that yeah yeah, yeah.
1: long time ago long time you're, ago. You're, you're due another visit then i would say I,
0: uh, you just have to host an ltsmg <laughs> <laughs>
1: i've thought about it once once i've got some spaces that i'm kind of proud of and i can really show off then uh yeah. you, you don't need to show off spaces you just need to throw a good party right well i've kind of thought you know we've got mm, royal yacht britannia or the you know, Edinburgh Castle. We've got some pretty awesome places that we could uh,
0: could, uh, I could share. For
1: <laughs> That's all from the All Teens Techie
0: podcast, episode 16. If you'd like to get in contact with the programme, you can do so by visiting our website, www.allteenstech.ie. From me, Justin Dawson, thanks for viewing. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe and I'll see you very soon. The All Things Techie Podcast is a product of the Extreme Media Network. For advertising and sponsorship opportunities, please visit www.extrememedia.ie. That's X-T-R-E-M-E. Media.ie.